Hi, Millennial Cannon. Um, recording this as I've recorded every other voice message for you while I'm walking around my workplace so people don't look at me like I'm a crazy person. Anyway, here's my boiling hot take. I hate paranormal activity. I think it's a hack film. I think it's watered down the entire subgenre of sound footage um, and has led people to think if they shoot something in sound footage style, they can just do whatever they want and not try to create an interesting story or an interesting setup. Um, and I truly dislike it. So I feel so strongly that I had to leave hate mail for this film. Sorry, Oren Pelly, if you're listening to this, King, I hate your movie. Bye! Welcome back to Mika. Mika. <laughs> this is Millennial Canon. I'm Mika. And I am uh, Katie. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also known as the girl who just flies across the room sometimes. Spoilers. <laughs> no, no, that I'm... was actually Mika that flew across the room. Doesn't Katie fly across the room at one point? Or is that she one of these kinda... sequels? Oh, uh, mm. I could be. I get them all. She kind of like up. slides across the room. Uh, okay. <laughs> and then she like crawls across the room to the to the uh, camera. Is it too soon to ask you a question about the ending of the movie? Um. Two seconds in. No, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Well, no, I'm. It's actually more about what cut you saw, because like what it. Because there's three different endings. Um, but yeah. what? Which one did you see? Like, so was it I... the one where she like jumps at the camera? Yeah, I've only seen that one. Okay, the other I will. I'll talk about the other two later. Then I'm just okay. curious. Which I one personally love the one that they only showed in a test screening. Um, I think all the endings sound really good, but I like the third one that they uh, said was too brutal. <laughs> um, there's three. I mean, I'm trying to think of which one was the test screening. Because there's the one where... The test screening was, like, the original one was where the police come in. And you could see the police, uh, like, um, through the camera. Right, yeah, I remember that. But And there's another one where she, like, slices her own throat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is that the was... one I, I kind of yeah. like that one. Because it's just, like, Speaking. I don't know. Yeah, I, I like when horror movies just, like, escalate to fucking sinister levels, and it just mm-hmm. ends. Like, I love it when they go full out, and they just fucking end. I love that shit. Um, but and then the theatrical cut, I guess, the one where she just fucking bites the camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she just <laughs> fucking eats it. Um, yum, yum, bitch. <laughs> Um, sorry, I didn't mean to jump all the way to the ending. I was no, just... it's okay. Not to jump ahead, but, uh... <laughs> yeah. No, I was... Because it kind of, um, reevaluates, like, what cut you saw the movie, how we talk about it moving forward. Um, I'll just say, I was trying so hard to find a cut of this movie online that wasn't the extended cut, because I wanted to see the original theatrical cut that I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, however many years ago it was. 
and I couldn't, so I had to watch the extended cut. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Do you want to talk about your memories with this movie? If you have uh, any? Yeah, I mean, that means that you did see it in theaters, though. I saw. Um, no, I didn't see the first one in theaters because it was. Uh, I think I was just too young. We were children. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but I saw the second and third one. In Wait, theaters. so we were like ten when this came out? Well, it came out. No, well, it was made in 07, but I don't think it got a theatrical release until 2009 or 2000. No, no, 2009. That's when it came out in theaters. Um, oh, yeah, because it kind of did the festival circuit, right? It was a lot like um, the movie You're Next that came yeah. out. It, yeah, because I, I rewatched the trailer because that was one of my memories was the trailer. Yeah. Um, where uh, and at the end of the trailer, it was like if you want it in your city, like demand it, and you had to like go online and like request it in your city that you live in, and it wasn't even in like New York or LA. It was in like Colorado, yeah, like Denver, or Boulder Creek. <laughs> like it was like um a bunch of like random places. Well, um, I. I, I remember this is not about the first movie because I don't really have memories pertaining to the first movie specifically other than watching it like mm-hmm. once when I was younger. But the second and third movie, I remember you, I demand, like it was a thing you were talking about, like you demanded a screening in your city. Mm-hmm. And I did that. I voted for my city each time because like, it would be like the top 10 cities I could vote for. They, they host a free screening in that city. Yeah. And um, Orlando was on the top 10 every time or top 15, whatever it was. And I went to both the screenings for two and three. And I, uh, at, at the time, I really liked two. Um, and I still remember that being one of the craziest audiences I've ever been with with a movie because it was completely sold out. Yeah, um, And just the audience going feral the entire movie. Um, and then Paranormal Activity 3 was it had like a more toned down crowd by 2011 I think mm-hmm. um, that's kind of like where it peaked I think not even really in quality just in terms of like audience interest but yeah I, still, I think it's kind of like people know what to expect from um, them well that's it's unfortunate though because the third one was easily the best movie in the series really do you know what three is about um no i remember the second one having babies in it yeah the second one if i'm being honest i couldn't even tell you what that one was actually about i think it's just a new family like yeah it is a new family like moving into that house i think well i knew it was a new family but i couldn't remember if there was like an actual connection or if it was the the same house new family but um Mm. but three i remember it's about um uh, katie right um as a kid yeah um, it's like old archival footage from the 80s that her dad filmed on like a um, old camera and like the whole movie is like VH- VHS like style mm-hmm. and it's really cool like it's really fun I should probably watch it then dude it's a good horror movie it's from the dudes who made Catfish like they made the movie oh wow um, they hired them like a year after Catfish came out to the third one and um, I contend it's like a really good horror movie that I feel like kind of got lost in the middle of like a giant franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of interesting to talk about this movie, the first one in regards to how big of a cultural phenomenon it became because mm-hmm. the budget was only like, uh, let me see 15, uh, 1500, like not a lot of money. Like, 
<laughs> like that's really that's really low for a movie that ended up making uh 193 million worldwide. Yeah. Pretty nuts. So. Yeah, this is actually um in my research it was the most profitable film ever made. Yeah. 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 Well, like ever, like in, out of any movie. Uh, based on return of investments, yes. That makes a lot of sense because I was um I was going back and forth in my head like while you were talking I was like is it it's either this or Blair Witch, um because Blair Witch was also very micro budget but hugely su- successful in the nineties but I guess this is more um of a hit because you know came out it was only made for fifteen thousand dollars that's what I'm saying yeah it's yeah. like. It's it's kind of nuts how much money this movie made, and it spawned um, I don't know how many sequel I think five sequels. Um, that's really nuts. <laughs> that mm-hmm. this essentially I don't know if it was at Sundance specifically, but it was a Sundance type movie mm-hmm. that just was, happened to uh, pop off. Yeah, it was at Screamfest Horror uh, Horror Film Festival. Yeah, Screenfest is cool. Uh, I'm, I've never been, but they always have like good stuff. At their yeah, house. and this is actually like the beginning of Blumhouse, and like the reason for their um, like production thing, where it's like low budget horror, and then they kind of like make it into something like big. Well, um, well, actually, before we go forward, like, do you want to tell? Do you have memories? Oh, with the movie yeah. So, um, a friend, Lauren Stewart, she um, she's an illustrator, and she's fucking amazing. Um, she actually reminded me, um, by randomly tweeting me (laughs) and saying, um, is, is Paranormal Activity a Zillennial movie? And I was like, wait, yeah, because, um, random memory is that this, um, this was actually the first movie I watched on Netflix streaming service. Oh, wow. (laughs) and i was very young and my mom made me watch it because she was like it's real (laughs) and um she was like i guess because of like her memories with blair witch like she thought it would be funny and like cool if i like watched it and thought it was real um and it didn't really like scare me but then I like didn't want to open my eyes the next morning because I thought she would be standing (laughs) over my bed like no joke I have a vivid memory of like my DS under my pillow because I used to keep it under there um because I used to play like all night um and I was sleeping facing the wall and I didn't want to open my eyes and roll over to stand up because I thought she would be like standing over me like I didn't want to open my eyes so that's my memory of it. <laughs> so do you like this movie? Uh yeah, I mean, I think it's cool. I think on rewatch it's like you kind of know what's going to happen. Um I think it's more so like it was scary with like the initial shock cuz like things like this don't really scare me. Mhm. Um as I've spoken about before, I'm more scared of like real life fears like uh unfriended unfriended dark web specifically the horrors of the uh, black or the dark uh, the dark web yeah and also like 2001 a space odyssey no like things like like that i can see like happening like things that are like jarring and like off-putting i feel like are are the things that scare me i don't necessarily like 
I don't know. Yeah. I enjoy watching scary movies. That's I yeah. I think my thing I have like I told Kira I have like some takes with this movie. And I on rewatching it tonight, I kind of have mixed feelings in the sense of where it, the part of me that's watching it through the lens of before corporate interests got involved, like Paramount, mm-hmm. um, and turned this into like a giant franchise that I don't really know if it was. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I don't know how much of it was intended to ever start something, uh, especially with a $15,000 budget. Yeah. Um, so like the part of me that was like thinking, okay, these people just made a cool, very low budget movie. And it's like, it's a one and done kind of thing. And in that regard, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of cool, but I have issues with what this did to the horror genre as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, because it really, 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 really did start a huge trend of terrible um, found footage movies. And um, I mean, first of all, I don't think this movie is even remotely scary. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I mean, that's why I asked about the theatrical like cut that we saw, uh, like mm-hmm. the thing with her biting the camera. Because um, yeah, like, I don't... like saved like the jump scare for the end. And I can't believe that like, so the movie was shot for 15,000 and then after it was bought by um Paramount they put an extra 215,000 into it and it was like a lot of it went to like three CGI scenes at the end like to yeah. just make that one ending scene Yeah, I mean that's I mean and apparently Spielberg had something to do with it. Yeah. Um which I don't know. Of course he did. Um, well, Spielberg would like DreamWorks or whatever. Like DreamWorks was looking at it, I think. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Like, again, I, I think there's some definitely cool minimalist like filmmaking in this movie that's like, okay, this is what you do on a shoestring budget. Like, because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I just watched um, Evil Dead 1 and 2 with Mia like yeah. last week for Halloween. Yeah, and... I saw the first one for the first time, actually. So like, fucking good. Ago. Yeah. Right? Amazing movie. And. Um, just like uh, Paranormal Activity, he did that. He funded that movie himself. Yeah. Uh, like he paid for it and he shot it with his own equipment. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that he ap- accomplished with the first Evil Dead is amazing. Yeah. Um, that was like, it wasn't really like, which I know I'll probably love the second one. Um, the first amazing. one. Yeah. The first one wasn't exactly like my cup of tea. <laughs> right. Um, but um, it was definitely like, it was incredible to watch something and be like, oh my god, like, that's how you set up a lighting setup? Like, like you yeah. could, like, clearly see... I don't know. Like, it felt like a really good, like, film class. Like, being like, oh, like, you put the light here and it'll affect that. It was, like, so transparent without it being, like, bad. Like, it was, yeah. like... I don't know. Like, it was like, oh, you can literally achieve beautiful lighting by, like, putting this here. And it's like, wow, I never thought of that. And that's so easy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I mean, there's, I I mean, even the stuff in that movie that you can tell is, like, low budget or not, like, what they intended it to be. Mm -hmm. There's still a charm to it with how they made it work, anyways. Yeah. Like, especially, like, all the, um, scenes where like the roots of the tree were coming up it's Mm -hmm. like it it looks very fake obviously Mm -hmm. but there's a charm to it because of the fact that it was made like it's just cool to me that they did it 
Um, and I, you say you think you're gonna like Evil Dead Two even more. Uh, Mia definitely did. She loved. She liked the first one a lot, but she yeah. loved the second one. Because it's like silly, right? This, yeah. yeah, the second one, it's essentially like the first half. It's half of it's the same movie, huh. and then the second half is fucking feral. Uh, mm-hmm. and I love it's like a just a fucking crack, like a crack inducing, <laughs> like a haunted house movie, yeah. and I love it. Um, yeah, that's one that's on the list before Halloween that we're gonna watch. I, I have a hard time believing you won't like Evil Dead 2. Um, but the reason I brought up Evil Dead was because it kind of, um, the respects of Paranormal Activity 1, at least the filmmaking aspects of it, um, kind of remind me of the first Evil Dead. With it's just kind of amazing what you can do when you have a very distinct vision and a uh, and a minimal budget, but you just have the passion to make it anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, like I I don't know where my distaste for the franchise begins because I don't know if it's this franchise specifically that I have an issue with, or if it's the movies that try to emulate it that I have issues with. You know. Yeah. Um, maybe it's both, because <laughs> I don't know. I I think I more so just hate Paramount for milking it to death until it just slowly shriveled up and died with the last movie. Um, <laughs> well, they were supposed to make another one, and then they pushed it to 2022. Well, it's Bloomhouse, the new one, uh, yeah. which is interesting. Um, and I, I mean, I'm all in on Bloomhouse. If they can do it, I, I'll see it. I didn't even see the last like three, but I'll I'll see a new one from Bloomhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do have to say though, there's one thing about this franchise and even this one in general that I like, which is the creation and well, the subtle creation of the mythology of the series, which I think is mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Like you find out a lot about um, Katie's uh, past and like how that links to what's happening in the house. Mm-hmm. And I find that really intriguing. Yeah, I um, I haven't seen the rest of them. Only the second one, and I don't remember the second one really, except for the fact that there was babies. The second one is just like the worst kind of horror oh. movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I kind of like don't really like how they. Uh, I guess I kind of do like. When the psychic came, I was just like, okay, like, this is how we're getting out the exposition. Because it's, like, it's hard to, like, have, I guess, like, scenes of exposition when the whole movie is just conversations between people that have known each other for years and there's no reason to, like, reveal any information. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, this entire, um, that's what I kind of hated about the second one, because the second one is just exposition and really cheap jump scares like mm. there's no slow build up like there is in the first movie yeah and the second one the second one is just pure jump scares from like the second it starts in this one at least even though i don't love the movie it's kind of the same thing with how i feel about blair witch where it's like i don't particularly love it but i love what it's going for I actually was going to watch that to prepare for this episode, but I just simply did not have the time. <laughs> then like I apologize for that. Blair Witch for this episode? Yeah, just to, like, have kind of a talking point. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, so, like, kind of what I was saying, though, like, about In regards how to, like, found footage. Right, and it's kind of, it's really fascinating to me that Blair Witch, being as popular as it was in the, uh, I think, 99 was when it came mm. out. 
because um, it, it's in Charlie XTX's music video for 1999. I know that. That's the most Kira sentence I've ever fucking heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally used that. Like one time, Sean was like, "Wait, what year did I? I'm trying to remember what year Blair Witch came out." I'm like 1999 because it was in Charlie XTX. He's like, "You've never seen the movie." I'm like, "Yeah, no, I know that because of Charlie XTX." Thank you. <laughs> um, well, Blair Witch is a. Uh, I, I, I like Blair Witch. I like it even more than I like mm-hmm. Paranormal Activity. Um, but I don't love it, but mm-hmm. I, I've, I've said this for like a billion years. I would love to watch a documentary about the making of Blair Witch and the mm-hmm. cultural impact that it had on horror because it's fascinating, the story behind Blair Witch. And I think the same thing I think I could say about Paranormal Activity where I don't love the movie, even though I admire some filmmaking aspects in it, but I would love to watch a movie about how it affected the genre. I think there was one. Really? Because I I was looking at because I was reading through the actors' um, filmographies, and they've only been in like this, and then the girl Katie, she was in where is it? Hold on, uh, in search of darkness documentary. Oh, it's not about specifically. Um, it's about like a bunch of different horror movies. It's. Yeah, yeah. It's I, not only about paranormal activity, though. Well, I'm because I'm interested because I mean, I guess what I was gonna say was in, in Blair Witch that being really popular in the '90s. I'm kind <laughs> of surprised that that movie didn't spawn a bunch of found footage movies, unless I'm just because I'm sure there were some, but none of them popped off, you know, like as much as Blair Witch did. Mm. But Paranormal Activity, on the other hand, they, like, do you remember, like, that string of years where it's, like, every year there would be, like, four or five found footage horror movies? Like, every horror movie seemed like it was found footage after Paranormal Activity. And I was kind of like, this needs to fucking stop because they're not good. (laughs) Like, they're, Mm. if anything, they just cheapen the genre. Like, they just reduced jump scares, which I feel like is the complete opposite of what's happening in 2020 or these last few years with Bloomhouse, which have actually made innovative, cool horror movies with actual production values. But when I you think go... that's one of the reasons why I'm able to see horror movies in theaters now, because it's not a lot of jump scares. Like yeah. the movie that I most like had trouble watching was literally like the shitty pet cemetery from like last year. Last year, yeah. Yeah, no, that movie was ass. I hated it. Um, but this one, uh, I mean, like, in general, like, I think Paranormal Activity, I, I don't want to say it's, like, solely responsible for jump scares in movies. Obviously, it's not. Um, but I think it's definitely a big factor in it. Like, um, because it told I don't people. Know, though, because it's not like people, like, jumping out. It's mostly just, like, a noise. And I but feel that, like that's that very effective. Scare, yeah, but I feel like that's effective because it'll be, like, so quiet and you have to literally sit there and wait for it. Like, it's not, like, a build-up and then, like, a jump out. Like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of horror movies are, like, I don't know. Well, I feel like I still think it's kind of responsible because, like, a lot of it is be one thing if it's just, like, a simple, like, book falling or something or, like, a shelf mm. breaking or something. But, like, some, uh, like, it was, especially in the sequels, like, the um, sound design was, like, reduced, like, a fucking max just to get the most kind of a jump scare you could possibly have mm. um, in a found footage uh, movie. And I just don't think... The it... audio's not that good on that camera. <laughs> no, I mean, I hate to be that guy, but it's true. No, I know. 
and it's just like it's it, like there's a I think it was either the second or the fourth one. Like those are the only ones I've like, I've seen one through four, and I don't even know if I finished mm-hmm. four. But actually, I think it was four because four I remember just being so obnoxious, and I'm like, okay, like we get it, like a fucking the car alarms going off, like yeah, I like I we get it, like it's just it's so repetitive at a certain point, and I feel like it just sets such a precedent in Hollywood and in the horror genre that people didn't want to see innovative and cool, interesting stuff, that they would settle for lesser just for shock value. And I don't, I mean, if you enjoy it, I'm not trying to, you know, discredit you. Like if people like this movie or in the series and they like jump scares, I'm totally cool with that. But I think it did damage the industry and the genre. Um, and I'm kind of glad but we bounced also back like, on it. It's also like, I don't know. I'm not saying that it's like a bad thing, but I'm like I'm kind of glad that I left film school before seeing all the movies that are like it's going to be like midsummer. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Wait, what? Like all the like up and coming movies that are going to be like it's going to be like midsummer, like the daytime oh. is scary, like, you know. See, that's the thing. Like, I don't really like when horror movies try so hard to emulate other horror movies. I like, I, I do like the trend that I think, and I don't want Kira to murder me for this, but that Ari Aster in general has kind of set, where it's less about, like, the horror, but I feel like a lot of movies post-hereditary have been kind of, like, thoughtfully combining genuine drama with horror. And I think that's really admirable right now. Um, but if it's the case of like we're gonna see a whole bunch of cult shit for the next few years in the daylight, then yeah, I don't want to see it. <laughs> like that's it's, but will they two... reference Austin Powers like Midsummer did? Wait, when did that happen? I forgot. Um, they were all like in like the cabin thing, and like this lady walks in and is like, the children are all watching Austin Powers, and like nobody talks about it except for like Sean and like we've discussed it with the Mike Myers movie club. Like we kind of want to ask him why. <laughs> um, I, I think he would just be like, cause it, cause it's funny. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's, a, it's a mystery. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Like this one in particular, I just, I have very mixed feelings as a whole. Um, and I know, I guess we maybe we should talk about the actual movie, mm-hmm. um, but <laughs> it just feels because, like, I think my issue and why I'm having trouble talking about the action movies, like, because I feel like a lot of this, even this one, which is a good, I think it's good. Like, the first one's fine, but it kind of blends together for me. Mm. Yeah, it's just kind of like every jump scare kind of blends. Like, none of them really are effective. And yeah. I, I, I just don't have anything really to say about them. Um, I don't know. I, um, I don't know. I think it's also just the fact that, like, the guy's just a fucking asshole. Yeah, he's a he's huge like the asshole. worst person of all time. <laughs> and he deserved to like Yeah, die. good <laughs> honestly, good for her. <laughs> good yeah. for her. Yeah, um, queen. <laughs> yeah, this is a girl boss movie. You know, yeah, you know that uh tweet where it's like when uh <laughs> when a girl does some seriously sociopathic shit, gays, yas, queen go off. <laughs> yeah. That's this movie. <laughs> like all that discourse that's like why are people like romanticizing like the cool girl speech in Gone Girl? <laughs> I have nothing to say about that. 
Like, I literally um, just, like, don't care. I think it's, I mean, I it's a great fucking movie, and I don't oh, think... Oh, yeah, it's a great movie. I love to see it. I think it's more so, like, you can, you can be, like, cool, good for her, but, like, more so in, like, the idea that, like, action is happening on screen and it's exciting to watch regardless of, like... I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, because that's like at the moment of the twist, and it's like you're so fucking hyped up about it's the all- twist, and then like it goes into that monologue, and you're like, yeah. "Holy shit, she really did that!" <laughs> Not in like a "she did that, yes" kind of way, but like she did that, you know? Yeah, I mean, the entire <laughs> thing I love about Gone Girl um, is that like you kind of hate both of them. And it only occurs because they have both poisoned each other so deeply. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's like, then by the end of Gone Girl, it's kind it's a masterpiece because it's like, they're so awful, but so right for each other by the end. And it's kind of amazing that they did go through these trials and tribulations just to get back together. Trials and tribulations being her faking her own murder. (laughs) Sorry for Gone Girl spoilers. And also just him being revealed to be a fucking asshole to the mass public. And yeah. um, just, I mean, everything about that movie, I think is flawless, but I, I think, <laughs> I think the whole uh, girl boss discourse with gone girl specifically is a bit of a stretch. I don't And midsummer too. Yeah. It's like, uh, mid- no, cause like midsummer. I mean, that's the movie's fucking sad. If you watch it, like it's genuinely. Oh sad. yeah. It's so depressing. Yeah. Like I don't, because there's not one time in Midsummer that I was like, yes, queen. Like, no, it's like, it's just like, I feel bad for her. And the character, of course, feels catharsis at the end, but it's not, I don't think Ari Aster was like trying a, to tell you that. Let's go yeah. burn men. <laughs> you know, it's not literally, it's, no, I mean, I guarantee okay, you, Ari ultimate... Aster was not saying that. Like, you know, no, yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> The one like movie ending that I'm like, yes, queen girl boss moment is like the witch. Yeah, the ending of the witch. Well, I mean, her, I mean, that entire movie, her dad's like abusing her, her brother's trying to fuck her. And yeah, she just runs away into the woods naked around a fire and is happy because she's with her people. Yeah, no, the the witch Sorry is a, for the witch spoilers. The witch is the ultimate girl boss movie. Um, yeah, that's that's a girl that's an epic girl boss moment. <laughs> if Anya Taylor Joy if Black Phillip won the presidency, we'd be at brunch right now. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he would just cast a fucking spell and we would all be over this. Literally. Um <laughs> my favorite meme is like uh, somebody put like captions over like Black Phillip and Anya Taylor Joy, and it's like, "Aren't you tired of being nice? Don't you want to fucking go Asian?" I like in uh one of those memes. It's like, uh, "Would you like to live, Moss?" <laughs> Austin Powers voice. I too would like to live dangerous. Oh, live Moss. <laughs> Um, oh fuck I don't think anybody's ever made that Austin Powers meme I should get on that you gotta be the first one yeah I'll do it like right after this before this episode is released um <laughs> anyway so paranormal activity um this this and the witch could be epic girl boss moments honestly this and um, a blunt 
that's you. Um, <laughs> sorry to expose you like that. Um, Zooted. <laughs> sorry. Um, so I wrote a note that says this movie takes so goddamn long to even start. Yeah. I think the reason for that is because we don't give a shit about these characters. I, I think at a certain point, but uh, granted it takes too long. I cared about Katie enough because Mm -hmm. she gets so disturbed and uncomfortable in her own house. And also you feel bad for her, not even for being, um, haunted, but for the way that her boyfriend slash fiance is treating her, Mika. <laughs> yeah, Mika. And I, no offense to anyone named Mika, but like, what the fuck? Well, like, what, I, are you, what are you gonna do? Fuck a dude named Mika? Like, I have to say, I have to say, what? Yeah, we can make fun of like the choice of his character's name, and that's actually his name in real life. Which, sorry to this man, he has no um, rights. I don't care. So, yeah, that's the name. However, Just go you ahead and have to you have to admit it sticks in your head because her screaming Mika, Mika, like while she's being fucking thrown across the house, like that does not stick in your head. Like that's a sound bite that is stuck in my head forever. So if she was like John, like it wouldn't have stuck in my like you know what I mean like. You think of the word Mika, you think of paranormal activity. That's my theory. What if his name was like Filbert or something? <laughs> Garfield. Garfield! Garfield! <laughs> Coming soon, just kidding. Uh, unless, haha, I mean, JK, maybe, unless... definitely one day, I think. Yeah, someday. Um, I don't know, like, I just, I, I, you only really care about her because at a certain point, you just care about anyone who's in that kind of distress. Yeah. And I, 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 but it's really, you don't really get a lot of info on her or reason to care about her above that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's just there to be a fucking asshole the entire movie, um, which is whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, that's part of it. Like, I don't care about the characters. I don't really care about the situation. It's all just kind of there as a way to do innovative quote-unquote scares um Mm -hmm. but i don't know it just doesn't while i appreciate it on a technical level at points it just doesn't it's not my kind of horror i think it's my biggest thing with this movie which i I guess completely subjective but um, i mean even you said like it just doesn't scare me like it just doesn't do anything to me you know yeah i think i'm just like difficult to scare honestly which is um, a complete one, like a 180 from like what you used to be, because you used to be. No, it was more so like it was more so like anxious, like just like um, I don't like like loud noises or people like jumping out. Um, <laughs> right. Just because I'm like this is my personal space, don't come near me. Right. Um, but I think that um, one thing that I was thinking about, like I made a joke about it, because Sean and I were watching Nosferatu last night. And we were making jokes, obviously, about, like, the, um, like, the train, (laughs) the arrival of the train in the station, like, going to see that in a movie theater. Like, when people were like, holy fuck, a train. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Like, five seconds. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we were, like, joking around 
and it was like a really enjoyable movie like we weren't even like memeing on it but we were like let's pretend that we were like seeing it for the first time in theaters and it's like Nosferatu just like appears in the background in like a doorway and we're like holy fuck oh my god and it's like and I was like yeah instead of like riffing on movies like people should just do that like they should just like watch movies and like instead of being like assholes like being like haha like this movie sucks like which like Nosferatu doesn't suck that's not what I'm getting at um it would be fun instead of riffing on a movie to just act like an audience would act like at the time of release like hey you hear like clips of like audiences watching Jaws for the first time and they're like oh my god like yeah I think that's a really fun thing and then I was like thinking about it I'm like that's not even a joke like I feel like we've all become like so desensitized and also I just like on top of that miss the collective theatrical experience as everybody does um but I feel like there really hasn't been like a moment like that and even like seeing the last Star Wars movie um which obviously like people were like like silent walking out of and that was depressing um but like even when like the Lucasfilm logo came up and I saw it opening night like everyone was quiet and we were like what the fuck is going on like I feel like even like when I saw Avengers Endgame like a few people were like yeah but like I don't know like nobody like has like a I had a good experience seeing Get Out that was good uh, I mean, I'm. It was complete opposite here for like Endgame because like I like you literally couldn't hear like what some of the characters were saying at points because it's just like people were going feral. Like I, I still think that's like mm-hmm. one of the loudest audiences I've ever had. Yeah. Um. I even like I don't know like I don't know if it's just Florida audiences like just Florida man, but Florida man. But like even when I saw Invisible Man, like that audience was like very reactive to the movie. Like they mm. were very into it, and so was I. Honestly, like I was, I was like clapping and stuff like along with the audience. Like, yeah, I, I had a blast with Invisible Man. I really love that movie. Um, and I think I, I don't know. Like I think a lot of audience, but I mean, there's a bigger issue like what you were saying about um the Star Wars thing, where it's like these giant properties that we expect to have giant reactions to. Um, yeah. Same thing, like, you know, I, I mean, people, like, laughed at points in Rise of Skywalker when I saw it, but, like, there was really no applause or, like, mm. you know, cheering during the crawl like there was for Force Awakens, or even Last Jedi, like, even. Um, yeah. When I saw Rise of Skywalker, it was just kind of like, okay, let's get this over with, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I think that was the vibe. Um, yeah, there wasn't even, like, because <laughs> every time, like, the Lucasfilm logo comes up, I'm always like, turn the flash off, you fucking moron. Like, that Vine. Yeah. Um, that's my favorite Vine, I think, of all time. But people that's always true. would take pictures of the Lucasfilm, uh, or, like, the opening crawl or whatever. Long time ago in a galaxy far away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Him. Yeah, him. Uh, yeah, so, like, nobody was, like, taking pictures, and nobody was, like, I don't know. Like, it was just so, like, quiet and jarring. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, and I've talked about my experience seeing Mission Impossible Fallout. That was, like, the best theatrical experience probably I've ever had. Um, I had a good experience seeing Coco in, like, an empty theater, like, midday on a weekday. Except for, like, me and, like, an adult man, like, two rows behind me. And then, like, 
a like second grade class went on a field trip like only to see the half hour long Olaf short film like before the movie and then they left <laughs> after it. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. <laughs> but like literally the entire movie this man was just like I was like oh god like a weird dude. The entire movie he's just like <laughs> like crying behind me and that then i just me, like actually. bust out laughing <laughs> i mean bust out crying and I, I wasn't laughing at him uh and we were just collectively like crying um at coco um Great and there was like some random like i think it was honestly just like people were like i'm off work today and it's just like some random woman some random dude like two rows behind me and then like me and i was like i might as well go see coco and then i was just like crying the whole time yeah I uh I don't know. I'm trying to think of like the biggest one I've had like recently, like as far as like audience reactions go. Mm-hmm. Cause I think even more than Endgame, like when I saw fucking Infinity War, like when everyone was like fucking dying at the end. Yeah. Like I remember my audience being like, No, yo, what? Like everyone yeah. was like yelling at the screen. Yeah. And it was fucking sad, but yeah. oh wait, actually no, I have one. It, it's another fucking Marvel movie. I'm sorry, but um, the last Spider-Man movie when J.K. Simmons showed up, like the oh yeah, entire, yeah, 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 yeah. That oh my movie. god, yeah. the fucking house like blew up. Like I mean, yeah. everyone like I I had to go see it a second time. I mean, obviously I went to go see it a second time, but I I couldn't hear what J.K. Simmons said because the mm-hmm. entire audience was screaming. They were like, I literally like stood up out of my seat and like mm-hmm. clapped. <laughs> like, and I'd never <laughs> do that. But it was great. Um, yeah. And I remember, like, that's the first time I felt genuine shock in a movie, like, in a long time. Yeah. Just because I was like, what the fuck is he doing <laughs> in yeah. this movie? Um, when, I, I don't uh, when I saw Get Out, and it was obviously the moment when the sirens come on, when he's at the end in the driveway, like, before it's revealed that it's his friend. Sorry, Get Out spoilers. Um, <laughs> people literally gasped. Like when the police lights came on, yeah, they were like, "Oh, yep, yep, no, like no," and it's like they wouldn't have been able to do that. Like that would have been the biggest feeling of dread if the cops pulled up at that moment. But then, like when his friend got out, everyone was like screaming and applauding. Well, I, I remember um, Jordan Peele like talking about like the audience reactions to that scene. Mm-hmm. during uh like around the time i was out and he said i'm just really glad that audience is reacting to seeing police headlights like that means that if they know what that means then that means my movie did my job like mm-hmm. which i think is just amazing um and yeah. i think i mean yeah get out i remember that uh, the entire time like not even like it was like by the end of the movie the audience got feral like the yeah. entire movie my audience was going crazy and i loved it yeah um yeah I am um, also a, uh, what was I going to say? Like Halloween 2018 was good too. Yeah. I had a great um, audience in that one. Yeah. And uh, what else? Us had a pretty good audience. Like people were yeah. laughing so hard at like Tim Heidecker. And um, yeah, I forgot that he was in that. Oh my God. So fucking good. I, I think genuinely the best laugh of 2019 was the, uh, Elizabeth Moss saying, uh, call the police. Fuck the yeah, police. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. People yeah. were laughing at that a lot in my theater. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I think 
a lot of movies I saw last year had a decent, uh, decent like receptive audience to them. Other than like, I mean, there's like a few like I said, Rise of Skywalker, and I, I don't know. You would expect like Lion King or something to be like a big mm. one, but like it just no. I mean, I'm just saying like in theory, you would be like yeah. a live action Lion King that would be huge. And financially, it was huge, but, like, when I saw it, like, everyone was just fucking quiet. Like, no one laughed. No one did anything. Yeah. Like, everyone was kind of like, oh, okay. Even, like, like, kids were, like, bored with that, I feel like. It's just, like... I I don't know know if I know anyone who likes it. Um, Yeah, no. And no district... I mean, if you like it, fine. I don't care. But, like, uh, I I just genuinely don't know. Because, like, the entire thing, my mom was... Because I took her to go see it, and Mm -hmm. she was, like are those real animals in the first five minutes? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like no, they're fake. And she's like, oh, I don't have my glasses. <laughs> and she, and then there's a part where like Scar starts talking and she's like, okay, never mind. I see it now. And then she didn't say anything else about the movie. Going on. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> oh, a really good collective theater experience I had was first reformed when everybody just didn't move for the last 10 minutes of the movie and then everybody just sat there and then like silently walked out like nobody even talking about the movie like everyone just like silently walking out and just like exhaling (laughs) like when i saw first reformed i saw like a on a 10 a.m on a tuesday Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, uh, I was. It was just me and my friend in the theater. And my friend was fucking vaping the entire movie, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the proper way to watch first reform. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, oh, I saw Wonderstruck by myself, like randomly on an autumn night uh, at this very tiny, like, um, movie theater in Brooklyn, and it was so cozy. And I literally, like, I didn't know anything about the movie, and I just like wept, like I was there by myself. And I just, like, cried. Like, that's a great movie. Everyone stream Wonderstruck on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Do you remember when I went to go see a movie and then the power went out and I all I saw was the Mamma Mia trailer? Mm-hmm. That was when I went to go see Wonderstruck. Did you ever see it? No, I never finished it. <gasps> oh, my God. Johan, in front of the pod, Johan, when I was on his pod last night, he, he got onto my case about it. He's like, watch Wonderstruck. It's an awesome it's so um, underrated. I love Todd Haynes. Like I just watched yeah. um, Safe for the first time this year, which is a, I dare I say, masterpiece. That's a mm. brilliant movie. Um, unfortunately, yeah. left Criterion Channel, but I was able to oh, watch. Oh really? It yeah, but I watched it before it left, and it. Oh my god, what a movie! I gotta get on that for all the years that I've known friend of the pod, Aaron. Um, I gotta get on that. It's her favorite movie. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, Safe is. Safe's a fucking masterpiece, dude. Like it's 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 really great. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I'll, I'll probably add wonder. I got a a year free of Amazon because of uh, being a student. So oh yeah, I had that too, and then they charged me, and I was like, fuck. But wait, um, like during during your trial? No, or? no, no. I forgot to cancel it, oh. and then it was like ninety dollars have been taken out of your account. I was like, stop it. But then if ninety dollars, I don't even sixty bucks. I don't know. I was bro. I was so broke when I had it. Um, uh, just cancel it. <laughs> no, like I, I, I'll, I'll do it. 
but I'm en- I'm enjoying being a capitalist right now. Just yeah, me too. If I need like body wash or something, I'm like, hello. <laughs> yeah, no, like for real. Like I, it's not even essentials for me. Like I just ordered like a Funko Pop the other day, and I'm like, as a treat, let me do this. Mm, yeah, uh, as a treat. I I pre-ordered uh, Spider-Man and Miles Morales, which I can't nice. fucking wait for. Um, yeah, and, I, and I'm at the point now where it's. I like, have a David Byrne book coming tomorrow that I literally forget that I uh, order. I just woke up one morning and they were like, "Do you want to order this? Do you want to pre-order this?" I'm like, "Yeah, like, yes, I do actually." And then I I forget about it all the time. Did you ever get your Snagglepuss thing? No, <laughs> no. I got stuff before like that i ordered before it i got my awesome powers costume today like my fembot costume that ups was holding hostage i got another book that i ordered after the snagglepuss comic it's been what two weeks where's my book it's only been a week but no it's been two weeks because last week i was like it's not here yet and you were like you ordered it a few days ago and i was like no i ordered it a week ago uh, oh that's right week, second I, week of recording and uh where's my snaggle post comic to be fair i tried to repress tower of terror last week uh but oh. you're right you you did order it during scooby-doo too so. i did live on the pod everyone ask everyone alan Adel- alan ellen Al- oh ellen i've used Alan. i'm dakota johnson yeah i get it now yeah um, okay I think truly Alan DeGeneres' like face right now is scarier than anything in this movie. I agree. I think if Alan was in this movie, it would make it a lot scarier. Well, like what if instead of the ending of this movie where Katie's like scared, like it's just uh, Alan DeGeneres crawling yeah. across the floor. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And yeah, like a rar sound effect. Like yeah. Every time she bites. Yeah. Uh, Alan... I think uh something that's funny about this movie that made me laugh it makes me laugh it makes me laugh was um when the like psychic walks into the house oh fucking funny he's like no that's (laughs) we'll talk about that but the psychic initially when he walks into the house he's like talking to them whatever she's like telling him his life story he's like this demon will follow you you cannot run from it you'll be okay bye and then like mika's like later (laughs) no i i like what he's like he's like what he's like uh (laughs) he's like he said this the it's it's terrible in fact i have to leave right now good no that's the that's the demonologist or whatever oh my bad that was so funny though he he just walks in he's like i cannot be in here i need to leave i need to leave this is evil like literally like it's it was the good it was the very subtle uh goodbye for me before he went out the door (laughs) you know what he walked in he walked in, he said, no, heart emoji. Turned yeah, around and walked out. That ass, yeah. No, I, I laughed really fucking hard at that. It's so funny. <laughs> We're just going to really quick take a break for a word from some of our sponsors. Thanks, guys. Okay, also, um, Mika, let's talk about how much we hate Mika. He literally, okay, like, any man in a movie that's like, I'm recording, I can't stop recording, like, except for, like, Cloverfield, is, like, which, to be fair, TJ Miller is the cameraman in Cloverfield more often than not, or is the whole time, right? 
Um, because yeah, yeah. at first it's the brother. And yeah, then... and then he passes it off to TJ Miller to walk around the party. Stream our Cloverfield episode. Um, I think it was very, our third or our, fourth episode. Yeah, one of the very first. Um, but yeah, so any man that's like, I gotta keep recording, which yeah, in Cloverfield he does keep recording while people need help, and he like puts recording over. Like, anybody that's like, I'm documenting, I gotta keep recording, like, um, rent anybody? <laughs> well, I, <laughs> well, I like, think- Like, it's just, like, they're, like, it's just very telling, which one scene that I did like that, like, established their relationship was when she was screaming because she was scared that there was a spider in the bathroom, and he, like, grabbed the camera and ran over, and she's like, you really grabbed the camera before you come kill the spider for me, like- um, that was one good like establishing their relationship dynamic. I to me. it was even like in no offense to the actual guy, I guess, but like even just his performance, I just didn't really care for. Like he was just kind of, I mean, maybe he's just like good at playing like a douchey guy. I don't know, but like I just didn't think. I just found him annoying, and I get that that's kind of the point. But like I just found the performance even grating at points too. Like. He has ugly feet, and they showed them way too many times. <laughs> like, close up. And then, like, the silhouette of his feet. I'm like, relax. This, it, I think another thing is, it doesn't look like a real house to me. It looks like a model house, like a rest yeah. development. Yeah. Um, everything is, like, way too, I just put furniture in here. Like, yes. vibes. Like, it doesn't look lived in at all. Yeah. Like, and they have, and like, I, these, like, weird guest rooms. Yeah, um, like, and I'm like, for you, like, you're like a thirty something couple. Like, one, what do you guys do for a living? How did you afford this? Well, he's like, you're like home. he's um, she said something about like he's uh, I think he works from home as like a finance person, and and what like, does she even do? Like, I think she makes jewelry because she does that in a lot of scenes. Oh no, she said she's a student, oh, and she wants to be right. an English English teacher. I think. Um, I, it's just like, I don't know how I remember this, but she's making jewelry in one scene, and I said jewelry making is millennial canon. Maybe IDK I used to make jewelry. <laughs> I think it's just it's. I mean, not to like nitpick because I fucking hate when people do that, but it's also like I don't. I genuinely don't believe that these people were able to buy this giant ass house with why so many bedrooms if you like have no one like with you. It's just like. I guess, like, that that doesn't really bother me. I think it's more so what you said about it not feeling lived in or not feeling, um, like, literally the only personal thing they have in the house is the one photo of them that the guy, like, the guy, the demon, like, like, or whatever. It's, like, that and, like, some magnets on the fridge, and it's, like, okay, like, but, like, even the living room, like, it looks so, like, no, I'm sorry, but no living room's that clean. And it's only that yeah. clean because they just put the furniture down to film the movie. Like, it's it just... not even, like, the cleanliness of it also. Like, it's, like, when you look at the bedroom, because, like, when I was looking at screen caps to tweet and stuff, I'm, like, yeah. their bed frame is, like, ugly and, like, doesn't match the aesthetics of the house. I It looks like a, um... Almost it's, like, like a, a big, like, ornate, like chunky like wood thing and then like the rest of the house or the rest of the room even like is not decor like it literally looks like which i kind of have to respect because it's like 
yeah, they had a tiny budget and they probably just found whatever furniture they could and put it together. But it's like they could have established that by the characters being like, oh, like mom dropped off like a table that she found or whatever like or like they couldn't fit this dresser in their new house so they dropped it off and I guess we could put it in our living room like something like stupid like that like but that's like so much effort to go through (laughs) to like make it make sense why the house looks like shit yeah I don't know it's just like I I don't know like it just doesn't feel lived in like it's like a sims house have you ever been in like one of those mega walmarts and they have like a section where it's like here's the bed and here's yeah. the dining area like it looks yeah. like that like it looks or like it, like you said like a model house like, like a model uh, like, like, going to, like, like an open house in a development literally michael bluth's house yeah like yeah. <laughs> um it's just i don't know like it and, and that's i feel like it's not so much a nitpick for me like it's it no it definitely it definitely has to do with like the development of the characters and their relationship because well, that, that would have been a good way to give exposition is like having the house look like their relationship like well it's not only that but it's also i mean you're right what you're saying that's true but it's also like if i don't believe that they live here then why should i believe the scares that are happening and thus why should i care what's happening to the characters and if i don't care about what's happening to the characters then why should i care at all like Like the only time that we see them feel like comfortable in the house is like one time she's like just lounging on the couch and then like one time he's like sitting and playing guitar on the couch and also another thing too is like there's not really like which i understand because it's just like handheld camera and it's like shaky Mm -hmm. um but i feel like we don't get a very good like sense of space or, like, a map, almost, of the house. Like, yeah. I feel like they'll just be, like, running around, and it'll be, like, another room. And then it'll be, like, her sitting at her jewelry table. And it's, like, well, where's the kitchen in terms of, like... Because I feel like that would really help. Because it's, like, she's being dragged down the hallway, but where is she being dragged to? And yeah. we hear, like, the violence from outside the door, which I do like that part when you could, like, just hear it from down the stairs. But it's also, like, where's that happening? We have no idea because we don't know, like, what the house kind of, um, like, map of the house is like, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, that's totally part of it. Because it's also, like, I mean, it's exactly that, but kind of jumping off that. Like, it's, like, you have an idea that there's more than one bedroom in the house, but, like, you Mm -hmm. don't exactly know how many. Like, but it looks like in the hallway that there's multiple, you know? Yeah. And it's, like, okay, so it could be happening in any of these probably empty rooms like yeah I, like, and then and you not- kind of hear them like going down the stairs but like not really and then it's like well we know there's a chandelier like kind of down the stairs but i think it's right. like through a doorway and then like <laughs> yeah it's just like and then it's like well where's the back door and another thing too is like the shot out the back door like scares me kind of because i think because of scream like, I always forget in Scream, like, when they look out the back door and, like, the dead boyfriend or whatever, the boyfriend, like, tied up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually a scene that's kind of scary to me, um, to be honest, in a scary movie. Um, yeah, back doors or... Yeah, like, filming out, like, a back door. Can I talk about, like, a nightmare that I had the other night? Yeah. I sure. watched... Um, I maybe I mean I don't know I don't I'm not really easily scared so I didn't think it'd be an issue but I watched like some of the Friday the 13th sequels at like mm-hmm. midnight the other night mm-hmm. 
And it didn't, like, scare me in the moment. But, like, I fell asleep, like, halfway through Jason Goes to Hell, I think. Mm. And I, so I, like, paused and fell asleep. And I woke up, like, two hours later, just, like, kind of, like, drenched in sweat. And, like, had, I had, like, a nightmare about, like, a serial killer trying to, like, get into the house. And, like, oh, that's fucking, a good one. <laughs> no, fucking murder me. And then, like, yeah. um, and then, like, I remember, like, it was a very vivid, like, image in my head, in my nightmare, that, like, I was, like, looking out on my porch, but I didn't have my glasses on, and I, my brain, like, knew what my eyes saw when I don't have glasses. Mm-hmm. So, like, I turned on the lights, and my car door was open, but I couldn't see if there was, like, like a bad guy in the car. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I could, so, like, in, but anytime I turned on the light it would just make it more blurry for my eyesight. And my brain knew that that would fucking mess me up. So it yeah. sent that to me. That's um, one thing that like in dreams and stuff where it's like, oh, you wear glasses. What if yeah. we just took them away? And then it's like, wow, Velma's life must be a fucking nightmare all the time. Well, and then when I woke up, I was like, I got, I don't normally do this, but like I got up and I like checked all the locks in the house and I was mm-hmm. like, and I, like, even checked the back door, which is, like, my least favorite door to go check. I'm just, like... Yeah. Oh, fuck. Because I hate going in the kitchen at night. Like, I just... Yeah. It's spooky to me. Like, I don't like it. <laughs> I have to say, one thing in, like, a, like, horror horror movie that does scare me um, is in Nightmare on, Nightmare on Elm Street when... Uh, she's like running up the stairs and like her feet are like sinking into the stairs and like the stairs are like goopy like for some reason that scares me because I think some of the imagery in that movie are like and I think this is like what it intended but it's like weird things that like you've never experienced but you've definitely had like nightmares about them that you don't even think about that's um I mean, there's one part of Nightmare on Elm Street that still gets me, like, a few years later. Like, when she's floating on a bed, and mm-hmm. you're following her for most of the movie at that point. Mm-hmm. And then, like, her, he, like, slices her chest open in the dream, and then in real life, it cuts to her in real life, and her chest in real life just, like, splatters up in blood. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're, it's almost like the Drew Barrymore thing, where you're like, oh, I thought she was the main character, and it just fucking killed her. Like, yeah. Um, it's creepy and also the imagery of like the slash chest like with the freddy krueger claws it's like yeah it's creepy it's spooky and usually gore doesn't get me but like yeah. there's something about that imagery that got me yeah i um, don't know like the stairs are like a weird like visceral thing that it's yeah. like oh like that's like literally when you're in a nightmare and you try and run away and you can't and that's like the scariest thing is like when you can't like escape something i think like not like somebody being like stabbed it's like literally the fact of like being in danger and not being able to run away the um i think a lot of it goes in credit to wes craven in that movie because he did a lot of cool visual stuff behind the camera um just directed the fuck out of that movie um Mm. even the sequels which i I can't remember which ones he... I don't know if he did all of them or just some of them, but I know, like, uh, Dream Warriors is, like, a... That's a wacky movie. Like, just visually weird and, like, just some really, really strange stuff in that movie. Mm. I would almost not even call it a horror movie. I mean, it is, but, like, there's parts of it where I'm just like, he just went all out with the wackiness, and I love him for it. Um, So I think... I mean, that's one thing the Nightmare movies do really well. So it it encapsulates dreams and the feeling of dreams pretty, yeah, pretty nicely. I think. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think also, like, things that uh... scare me are, like, I don't know, like, after after watching, like, Twin Peaks and stuff, I'm like, God, I love Twin Peaks so much. And then, like, at, like, midnight, my dog would be like, I need to go outside. And my backyard is, like, woods. Like, it's, like, a big <laughs> clearing. And then it's, like, woods. And, like, the woods are, like, so dark. And this happened after I went to go see The Thing again, too, at a, drive, uh, at a drive-in. My dog will be like, I need to go outside. And it's, like, very dark out. And I'll, like, stand out there with her. And she'll just, like, stand still and, like, stare into the woods. And I'm like, fuck. fuck. <laughs> I don't I don't walk my I don't let my dog out in the backyard. I have to like I walk yeah. him. Like I like I won't let him out. Like I, cause I Yeah, I keep my dog on a leash, but um because like there's no like fence around the woods or whatever. Well, but like she will literally just stand still and like stare yes. into the dark woods and I'm like, oh my god, like this is the end. <laughs> there's um I guess this is not real life like you're talking about but like movies i guess like two things that like scare me one uh being like anytime there's imagery that either has like a i don't know how to say it properly but i guess like I'll, like because i can take like uh, like a decapitated arm or something mm-hmm. but like an arm with like bones sticking out Ooh. that fucks me up every time yeah um things that- with like tendons like the achilles tendon yeah, or whatever oh, yeah, that. at midsummer that fucking oh. oh i don't remember that midsummer um, um but like i know they did it in pet cemetery they did it in something i saw recently too video drum kind of fucked me up did you ever see that yeah I, um i love video drum um, yeah anything with like veins and like um like nerves and stuff like i will legitimately like die like for personal reasons i have passed away like don't tell me anything with like veins or nerves or anything i think any kind of like bones either sticking out of the body or <laughs> like or even like arms or legs being twisted in a weird way like even in the first yeah. it movie which i don't think is a scary movie but like the scene where like uh jacqueline grazer gets his fucking arm twisted backwards oh yeah yeah, yeah. like i was like that's gnarly like props to Andy machetti for doing that because like that's that's some messed up shit to do to a kid in a movie um, i apologize to anybody who listened to this episode being like whoa a horror movie that doesn't have gore in it sweet i'll listen to this <laughs> sorry <guys. laughs> um, um and yeah, then, I I think just yeah. Well, I, I was gonna say the only other thing, and I know Curia is gonna be annoyed at this, but like the only other thing that scares me, which is not so much imagery, but just like the kind of movie, which is stuff like Hereditary, where it's like it. I mean, it's kind of like what I talked about earlier. Why I like the original or like the alternate ending, I guess, to this movie. Um, I like movies that feel really sinister, and then there's like this inevitability that you can't stop the evil force. Like the thing I love about Hereditary is that like there's no like there's no hope. It's really dour by the end. It's just it, it they all fucking die. Like that's it. Like there's no there's no way they could have stopped it. There's nothing they could have done. They were all just part of a bigger game that they had no idea was happening. You know, mm. and that's what I loved about Hereditary because it just felt so evil. And that's what I love about the alternate ending to Paranormal Activity because that's a fucking bummer of an ending um but i love that feeling you know i love feeling sad after a horror movie (laughs) i either love feeling like sad or like fucking amped up like get out or us or something you know yeah um no in between i have to feel either horrifyingly depressed or excited out of my mind yeah um but those are the two things that really like 
scare me. Like some emotional scares like get me. Like where you care yeah. about the characters, you know? Yeah. And I guess that's basically like we said, the main issue with this is that like I think also like one thing about this movie that I kind of noticed, like so like I've watched so much YouTube and like I always have and like I took a class like a few years ago about like the aesthetics of YouTube and like going through like the history of YouTube and how um, like the visual like language of it has changed through time and like how it's like kind of like impacted things and I'm like this movie I feel like around this time just like people like vlogging like couples vlogging and I feel like vlogs now are so high production mm-hmm. um but like back then it was legitimately just like people like walking around like this and like literally like a wife or girlfriend being like stop filming like stop like and like I don't know like like this it just seemed like they were kind of trying to emulate that a little bit yeah um and like do you remember like prank versus prank and stuff like that it's like a youtube series it was like a boyfriend and girlfriend or like husband and wife or they like broke up recently but they would just like uh take turns like posting vlogs of like like she tries to prank him he tries to prank her like they would like take turns or um i don't know like early like tim tracker um because like they they've all been vlogging since like the beginning of youtube and like that's a lot of what the aesthetics are of this and i also like a a trope that i hate is like a guy with a camera in a movie being like oh i'm never gonna turn it off like ooh, you wanna you wanna uh do a little uh strip for the camera it's like shut the fuck up like like no one's gonna see it like go go uh go uh Pack it up, uh... Spielberg? No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't... Yeah, I don't like that trope either. It's, uh... Yeah. Stupid. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, like all, I... He doesn't care about his wife's, like, well-being or... Like, he literally would rather her be dead because he just wants to, like, antagonize a demon, like, for fun. Yeah, well, I mean, to be... F- I Not to defend him, because I'm not, because I hate him, but, like... <laughs> to be fair, like, it's like no, like at a certain point, it's like no one believes like that there's demons in their house. Like, I don't know if I would take it seriously at first either. But even at a certain point in this movie, though, he it's like there's clearly something happening, and he's still not taking it seriously. Yeah, and or he's going against what she's saying. Like, if she's the one that's dealing with this, and she feels comfortable with certain things, like, and he's witnessed them, yeah. like. Wouldn't you think that, like, the person that's experiencing it, it's like, no, I need to do something. I need to do something. And, like, not even in the end when she's possessed, when she's like, yeah, we need to stay in the house. We need to stay in the house. I think we should. Like, um, like, when she's literally like, stop it. Like, stop with the Ouija board. Stop doing this. Like, you need to cut it out. Like, um, like, he still doesn't, like, stop. (laughs) Yeah. Like, literally, um, I have a note that says, I would fucking murder him full offense. Um, I'm curious, have you ever seen the uh, the Creep movies? No. They're, uh, I mean, do you know about them? I think so. Yeah. They're really, really, really good. And they're kind of some of the only um, found footage movies that I like. 
um, because I think uh, the thing that's cool about those movies is that like he openly uh, this is just like the bare bone synopsis of the first one. He like hires a documentarian to like document his life, mm-hmm. and you don't really know why he's there for a bit, and you're just kind of like, okay, so why is the student asking him to like? record him because he's not he's just a weird dude mm-hmm. um and then it just it gets absurdly horrific and funny like darkly funny and but the thing is the whole documentary aspect justifies its existence mm-hmm. and it's one of the only found footage movies where i'm not questioning the uh the authenticity of like well, why would they be recording that? Like, why does he has to? What like why does he have to have a camera everywhere he's going? Like, if he's hiring mm-hmm. this guy to document his entire thing, then he, obviously he would take the camera everywhere. I think Cloverfield kind of does it perfectly. Well, because that movie in Cloverfield, he um his reason is I mean, I mean at first it's there because they're at a party, but yeah. then their justification for it later is like he wants people like if everyone anyone ever finds the it. camera, yeah. Well, like they want people to know what happens, yeah. So yeah. like, also, yeah, I, like. Um, I think it's amazing too, like how they kind of cut back and forth. Which I don't know. Um, would Cloverfield be like tapes? Yeah, right. Because they find the tapes in Central Park. Yeah. Uh, is it a? I don't know if it's a tape or if it's like. I think they found the tape in Central Park. Maybe. I don't know. If it's, I think it's just a camera. Hmm. I could be wrong because. But, like, I kind of like how in Cloverfield, like, it cut back and forth to give exposition. Yeah. Um, Between, like, the date and, like, uh, what's it called? Uh, Coney Island and stuff like that. And, like, I think that this kind of could have done something like that. Um, I don't know. Wait, I just think that, like, like, what? Well, the date was happened every time they, like, went to bed or whatever, right? In Cloverfield? No, like in uh, in this. No, 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 no. I meant, I meant like them like going on a date on the train to Coney Island. Oh, sorry, I misunderstood. I thought you meant literally the date. No, no, no. Yeah. (laughs) No, I get what you're saying now, though. Okay, yeah. Like to Um, give some kind of exposition. Like I liked that idea of like recording over another tape and it like cutting back and forth to give exposition on like. Oh, that ending of the Cloverfield is like so. Yeah, it's brutal. I love it. I mean, that entire movie like is a thing to his love for her because like he's going across like a fucking kaiju to get to her um yeah. and then and then it ending on a one like time they were happy together is just like yeah. oh it's so good that movie is amazing yeah um but that's a that's a drama horror movie in my opinion it literally is like i feel like people undersell how emotional cloverfield is but it, it's like a great emotional genuinely emotional too not cheap emotion like it I I feel every time he like find when he finally spoiler alert he finds her and mm. she has like the pole in her it's like oh shit like I feel it um yeah I don't know uh I I think you're right on the money with that one because it's like I think you uh, like one of those scenes could have gone a long way in this movie just to even aside from developing them which would have been great too but even just like making me believe that they because like, i don't believe that they love each other like they have nothing yeah. in common from what i'm seeing i mean we don't know anything about them they could have things in common we don't know anything about them we just know that he treats her like shit well that's what i'm saying like it's like it's what I, from what i'm gathering is like he's a fucking asshole and 
she, I like. I mean, there's really nothing to her. You find out more in the sequels, but that doesn't really count. I think, mm-hmm. um, at least in the context of this first movie, that they were definitely not planning sequels for at the time when they made this. So it's yeah. just like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I feel like you're right. That would have gone a long way to just see at least one moment of them like interacting, but. I mean, at the same time, I guess if the entire point of the cameras was just to document the situation, I guess it makes sense, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, uh, two parts that I was scared was like, not like scared, but I, I guess it's just also like, is it like actual fear or is it just like that you constantly think about it? Like images that are just like ingrained in your head. Like, of her being, like, dragged off the bed and, like, out of the room. Yeah. Um, and, like, obviously her, like, screaming, like, Mika, Mika. Um, and then him, like, flying against the camera. Yeah. Um, I think that was, that's kind of a really good thing. I know you were like, oh, like, jump scares. I think him flying against the camera is cool because it's like the entire movie they've been like addressing the camera but this just feels like breaking the fourth wall in like a different way no i mean it's it's, like i don't know how to describe it like it just feels like it's like outside of itself no it's it's fine like it's not the worst i i more so meant the president set for like other horror movies that did it worse but in this movie it's I, I had more issues with like the simple like a book fell off the shelf and for mm-hmm. some reason that was really fucking loud. Yeah. Like, but you know, like when it's actual, or just like, like like the Ouija board just like bursting into flames. It's like okay, pack it up, Hasbro games. Like, literally, <laughs> no, like you yeah. buy a Ouija board from a from a Toys R Us. They had Ouija boards. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's that that's so stupid to me. Like it. I just don't care for those kind of jumps. Like I, I'll, I'll say this: I will take the whole like actual flying into the camera or like something happening to the character. That's not so much what I meant, you know. Yeah, it's I think so, it's like, more so when when he flies towards the camera. It's more so like yeah, it's a jump scare, but it's like shocking. Well, it's, it's like it, what the fuck could happen well, at this point? Like she's outside the room, and you don't know what's gonna happen next. Like. Well, I think my issue with most, like, movies about anything paranormal, like any kind of ghost, is that most of the time, nothing ever actually truly happens. Um, A lot of it is, like, stuff happens. Like, they mess with the human, but they never kill the human, you know? Mm. Like, I mean, I I love The Conjuring, but The Conjuring was just, uh, both movies were just kind of, like, he fucked with the humans he fucked with the humans like he lifted them up in the air and then put them back down like that's cool but like i never feel like they're in danger because in every ghost movie i've ever seen the ghosts never kill anybody i never feel for their safety you know it's usually just them fucking with them but i guess to the credit of this at least at least they die like it's it's kind of interesting that um mike mika mika whatever uh dies at the end Mm. um so that's nice. I mean, not only it's also he... funny that they like killed them both off, or killed him both off, killed him off, whatever. Is she like dead? basically, I mean, in one of the endings, she dies, but it's like, oh, like she was never found. But like, if they did stick with that ending, which maybe this is the reason why they went for this ending for theatrical, 
um, if they both died, they wouldn't be able to have ten sequels. Well, in the sec, I'm pretty sure. Spoiler alert: the second one ends with her because I at the end of the second one, I think the little girl in that movie gets possessed too, mm-hmm. and then it ends with uh, Katie like taking her away from the house. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's I. Paranormal Activity stands. Feel free to yell at me on Twitter if I'm wrong. And then the third one has something to do with that ghost they keep they mentioned throughout the series, uh, Toby, which is like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess like that's that it's the titular role that is the Paranormal Activity. Um, <laughs> uh, and then I don't even remember four. Like I, I don't even think I finished it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like it's it's just. I'd never feel much danger in these movies. And I, I I like feeling like I don't know what's going to happen to these characters when I'm watching a horror movie, you know, but most of the time when I'm watching a paranormal activity movie, I know exactly what's going to happen. Although I'll say I never, I don't know if I ever finished this movie or if it's just, uh, um, or if I did it, I don't remember that well, but from what I saw of it, uh, paranormal activity, the March ones was an interesting, like, it was supposed to be like a spinoff almost of the series, but it had mm. like, um, it had Katie's sister in it. That it was also like ghost something. Well, it's, he gets like, it's almost, I, I'm not gonna say like a superhero movie, but like he gets like kind of, um, supernatural like abilities in the movie. And that's why he's documenting it to like document himself. Mm-hmm. And it's also like, it's not entirely a uh, Latino cast, which I think is pretty cool. Um, and it kind of goes into like the whole like uh, uh, I, I'm not really qualified to talk about it, but the spirituality with uh, in that culture, you know. Mm. Um, and I just thought it was cool. Like it, it, what they did with that movie was truly unique. I won't say it's better than three, but it, I think it's better than this one, um, which is kind of you wouldn't expect it from like a spinoff of Paranormal Activity, but they actually did a pretty good job with it. So mm-hmm. if you want to watch a good one, that's a decent one, I think. Yeah. I mean, what can we say? Uh, I think <laughs> nothing when it comes to this movie. <laughs> this no one thoughts. in particular. Yeah, it's uh, like it's certainly a movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm glad we covered it because I feel like we haven't really covered like a straight horror movie. Like Saw, I mean Saw, <laughs> Scream, I mean. Um, Have we done Scream yet? Or uh, Saw yet? What? Have we done Saw yet? I no. forgot. Oh, Saw's the big. I've never movie. seen Saw. Um, I don't um, know if you would like it, but we definitely probably have to cover not. It one no. Day. Uh, it's a great movie, though. Yeah, with Scream, it was more so like. I mean, it's like a it's like a meta self-aware like, um, but I feel like this is like our first like straight horror movie. Other from... than Cloverfield. Yeah, I mean, that's like, I mean, this is like, like horror, like Cloverfield's like sci-fi horror, you know, I guess. Um, um, I don't know. Like, I don't know, like, whenever we do Saw, I don't, I know you'll probably not respond well to the body horror <laughs> elements of it, but it's, uh, it's a pretty, I, that movie's very formative for me, I'll say that. And also, I think, actually, I guess if there's one way to like cap this episode off, the uh weirdly enough the saw franchise and this uh paranormal activity franchise kind of overlapped a little bit because around the time um this movie came in 2009 the first paranormal activity 
And that was around the time Saw 6 came out. So for the next two years, they were competing with each other for the Halloween release date to see what was the most financially viable uh, Halloween horror movie that weekend. Mm. And I remember it's like the girls were fighting. Like... (laughs) Like they were being released on the same weekend. Um, and that and that was so crazy because Saw was like the biggest moneymaker in October for so long, you know? Yeah. Um, and then just suddenly Paranormal Activity just comes out of nowhere and beats their asses. And uh, I'm pretty sure they had to abruptly end Saw because they were like, we can't keep competing with them. Like, we can't keep doing it. Uh, so I, maybe that'll be interesting to cover in the future, like the whole feud and the that side of it. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well. (laughs) Try to seem a little less interested. (laughs) (laughs) Well. (laughs) What can we say? (laughs) Someone Um, listening cares about that. It was a big thing in the 2000s. You know, all I could really say is, uh, Fuck Mika. Uh, All my homies hate Mika. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, men, if your girl is, like, scared and, like, screaming in the next room, turn the fucking camera off and go help her. <laughs> Fellas, if, you're, uh, if your girl is telling you that your house is uh, haunted by demons, what are you doing? <laughs> Buying a fucking camera and a Ouija board. That's an expensive camera, too. This man is, like, not a filmmaker. Like, he could have easily gotten, like, a flip cam. Like, okay, pack it up, Michael Moore. It's it's that time to document everything. (laughs) He's like, uh... I was gonna... Yeah, no. I don't know. I, like, can't remember what Michael Moore's documentaries are called. I was like, what pun can I make? I can't. Fahrenheit, 9-11, Bowling for Columbine, Columbine, Sicko. Yeah, I just watched Sicko in a class. And uh, my teacher didn't know uh, what timestamp we left off on. And it's, like, a class that, like, is, like, new. Like, nobody has ever had this teacher before. So, like, we were all too, like, not, like, embarrassed, but, like, we didn't want to, like, say something because we didn't know how he would react. And, like, we had to watch, like, the sexy Hillary Clinton scene, like, three times over. Um, <laughs> and that was the worst, uh, like, three weeks of my life. Um, yeah. Imagine okay. this movie, but Michael Moore is Mika. <laughs> That's, uh, I like Michael Moore, but, uh, it's funny. I don't know. Imagine him. Never mind. What? I was going to say, imagine him just being like flying against the camera. <laughs> like, ah, uh, there he goes. <laughs> Michael Moore. Oh, um, yeah, what a classic. Uh, talk about a zillennial mo- moment. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. All right. Wrap it up, Kira. All right. Where can, uh, <laughs> where can everyone find you? I can't believe that worked. <laughs> yeah, right. You finally, you finally like reined me in for the first time in this entire podcast history. I feel like the entire last ten minutes of every episode is just like me going, 
wow, Kira, very cool. Yeah, like, no, you finally got me. Um, so, Adam, where can everyone find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler. Uh, letterboxd to Adam not Sandler uh, on the Aggressively Okay podcast. Uh, we have, I guess by the time this is up, we have two Halloween episodes going up. Uh, one is a horror movie bracket designed by me specifically. Uh, and I think it turned out pretty well. And then we also are going to be covering the entire Scream franchise because uh, Joseph Salamone is watching them for the first time this week. And wow. I, I'm kind of jealous. And he Good saw for the... you for getting him uh, getting that. Well, he um he did it he well because he saw the first one in theaters for the first time the other night, which I, mm-hmm. I was very jealous about. That's but cool. He, he he got to see it alone in an empty theater for the first time, and he's like, he he told me when he got out, he said, I during the opening scene in an empty theater, I thought I was gonna fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I'm excited to I haven't recorded that episode yet, but uh, I'm excited to see what he thinks. So if you want to tune into that, it'll be up this weekend. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, you can find me at Garlic Emoji on Twitter. Mm. Um, and not really sure what else, but, you know, just vibing. For the past, like, 15 minutes, I've just been thinking of the wakey, 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 wakey. It's time, time for school. For school. Time <laughs> Come for on. School. Come on, man. You got to go to school. Come on. Time for school. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>